Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Um, welcome everybody to another, um, I know long awaited episode of, um, uh, I will just call it the DPT to CEO show. I think at this point it used to be like cash based practice entrepreneur podcast and that's just, that's too much. Um, but, uh, we're here on our umpteenth episode, um, where we have been talking to uh, all different kinds of therapists, uh, about their businesses that they're involved in and everything that we can do to share information on how to build your own successful business um, and what that could look like. So tonight we have a very special guest coming to us all the way from New Hampshire. (laughs) Home of the fall season, which I would show you, but it's like, it's nine o'clock at night. So it's just dark out. (laughs) We do have lovely leaves this time of year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, like here in Las Vegas, it was 94 degrees when I came inside. Well, I'm noticing you have a tank top on and I have like layers. There's layer (laughs) weather at my house and tank top weather at your house. Yes. It has been turned on. Oh, there you go. So it's getting serious for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here, Dara. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Right. It is my, thank you for being, um, and, uh, just really quick, uh, before we jump into everything, anybody who's here watching live with us, if you want to just say hi or give a thumbs up in the comments, um, that will help make me feel better that you can hear us and see us and everything as we are talking. And um, if you have any questions uh, for either of us, um, please leave them in the comments and Dara and I will uh, talk about them and discuss them and give you guys answers on the fly. Um, So without further ado, Miss Dara, um, can you tell us about who you are, what you do, and kind of like your background and up to now? Absolutely. Um, So I'm my name is Dara. Um, I've been practicing physical therapy for over 10 years. I have worked in just about every setting. Um, I've worked in SNES, inpatient, outpatient, post-op, post-acute, sub-acute, home care. Um, I've done aquatics. I've done cardiac rehab. I've done vestibular rehab. Um, and I love all of those things. Um, and, um, and now I get to do all of those things, but for myself, which is really amazing. So, um, I have a mobile practice. I'm cash based. I go to people's houses. I get to work with people who've been completely overlooked by a therapy system or completely like just, um, passed over because of complex situations or because of the inability to get to their schedules. Um, Mm -hmm. And the majority of my patients are moms and dads who are like my age, who are living in like the crazy that I'm living in, which is just young kids and and bodies that don't move the way that we expect them to. Um, You know, you have kids and then you age a little bit, just a little bit. 
And then <laughs> your like hips don't quite work or you like rake all weekend and your shoulders don't quite work. And you're like, cool, that'll resolve itself. And then four years later, you have a six-year-old and your shoulder still hurts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I now I get to go see them at their house on their lunch break because up here most people are still working from home. Mm -hmm. Um and so they have access to lunch breaks where like they don't have to drive to a clinic and they don't have to worry about all of the things that go with it. And they're super compliant because they have enough time to be just compliant enough to get better. Huh? Um and they don't want to deal with that thing anymore. So yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. You know, like the like, I know we like talked about like niching and everything, um, you know, when we were first getting started. But I just I love the fact that you're like focusing on this group, people, you know, parents who yeah. they really need the help, you're meeting them where they are, and like setting realistic expectations about, you know, like what needs to happen in order to feel better but also well like, and to like being a mom who's mm -hmm. had physical therapy postpartum like both my kids came out in their own very special ways and they <laughs> messed me up um they don't like we don't as a cult we don't do mom's health very mm -hmm. well postpartum we do baby's health really well and we do family health really well um but we don't necessarily do mom's health and especially where like we live in the universe now so you like have this baby and your body gets blown apart a little bit um and then um especially in new england we're not taking public transportation a lot of places like i have a yeah. girlfriend who lives in london and she had a baby and she doesn't have a car seat mm -hmm. like you don't have a car seat she's like we don't have a car i'm like the 30 pounds of additional weight on the right side of your body that you're not gonna have to deal with yeah is amazing right but then we like work a child around for and then you put them on your hip and then like you get so busy that you just overlook it and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you have this like weird pelvic obliquity you have this leg length discrepancy that's like just creating back pain and shoulder pain and neck pain and da 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 um it's just it's this amazing group of people who like were very informed about their bodies mm -hmm. And then they had kids and then they get totally out of whack. And so like compliance wise, they're awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. like, they're like, oh, I remember what it feels like to feel good in my body. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just it's they're such a fun group to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're sure. just all a little <laughs> just like you. Is, nobody's getting just enough sleep. Like we're just <laughs> a little underrested and we're just a little overstressed. And so take that like load off them that like just that extra back pain, that little extra sleep because they can get out of bed in the morning. Like it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. It sounds really, really rewarding. It is super. And also you're going into houses that you're like, Oh, your house looks like <laughs> I also have that bluey doll. <laughs> and that yeah you also have the art on your refrigerator that you don't know yeah. what it is and I don't know what it is but <laughs> they brought it home so it'll stay there <laughs> and then you'll keep all of it for years oh, to come no oh. just recycle it just so <laughs> there it goes tell them <laughs> oh my gosh that's mm -hmm. so funny well it sounds like you know like you since you started your practice and you really like like when we first met you had already started you had already like kind of like gotten to things and I think you had a few patients as well I um, think I may have had one or two patients but I don't yeah. think I really settled in on like what my niche market was who my like who my clients that I was really passionate about treating were yeah um, I know you have this which is so cool now I have this now I have this thing 
these people who are just, it's just an awesome community. And it's an awesome community, like the online community that we built um, through like our Facebook group and just Mm -hmm. the the resources of people sort of talking to each other and and finding out like what works best for people and what people really need. And Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. It's like, it's really nice to be able to like meet meet people online and like create so much more accessibility to to like knowledge and um like knowing what exactly to do with that knowledge too um so that's really great so one question that i do have for you um is i want you to like take us back to before you started your practice um tell us a little bit more about like really what like what was the catalyst and like the last thing that was like i have to start my own business yeah. Um, so this, like the mobile practice idea was something that I had been kicking around for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, wouldn't it be amazing if you, like, if you didn't have to lose that time, like the time yeah. driving to the clinic, the time, um, because anyone who's worked in a clinic knows that like, you don't get to give them all of your, all of your, yeah. all, like you don't get to treat them the way that they should be treated and they need to be treated. Um, and I thought, wouldn't it be great? Like if that was a thing. Um, but then I had little tiny humans and you know and like I was doing home care at the time and that was super convenient the hours are really good and the money was not bad and I was like well that's you know that's where we are and maybe this is like a five-year plan Mm -hmm. um and then we had this global pandemic and daycare shut down and my kids were home and um I thought, well, this looks like a good time to start. (laughs) I mean, it was, that's it. It's that simple. I just said, okay, well, this is a plan you were going to put in action. And the universe has handed you an opportunity to put it in action earlier. Um, And so we did. There you go. Just just start a business. Yeah, why not? You know, if you you have extra time. (laughs) Yeah, well, and that's, I think that's honestly, that's something that I was so lucky at. I did have time. Mm-hmm. because I was home with my kids. Yeah. Um, and there are only so many hours a day that you can do stuff with your kids. Like sometimes they need to not be with you. Um, they need to be on their own building trains and stacking <laughs> things up and knocking things over and fighting with each other. Um, and so I did have some time here and there mm-hmm. uh, to just sit and like think and plan and talk and um you know, and I didn't necessarily have the other pressures. Like I didn't have to worry about um, those other things that you have to worry about when, when the world is not on fire. Um, you know, mm-hmm. those like 2019 things, like what does my <laughs> 401k look like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then, um, and then I started it and I went in 73 different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I was lucky. My husband helped me build a website, which is great. Yeah. You can do that. And I can't, but he can. <laughs> he did great. Um, and then I like, I just didn't know. I just didn't know what, I didn't know how to get to people. And I think mm-hmm. that's where like that niche market really helped. Like zoning in on that with you really helped me figure out how to get to people because I don't just treat parents, right? Sure. I have a variety of people that I treat mm-hmm. um, because of the service that I offer, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but those people know about me because I was able to sort of like zone in on the people that like that I wanted to treat, that I mm-hmm. I have a special skill to treat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is when everything like that's, that's when everything fell into place. Before that, I spent money on brochures and mailers for doctor's offices and um, just a lot of things that I haven't used. Yeah. Um, and I wish I hadn't spent the money on them before. 
Um, so yeah, I think that like that first piece for me, like of actually building a business was figuring out what my market was, who my people were, who were the people that I could best treat with my skill set, um, who I was passionate about, what I was most knowledgeable about. Yeah. Um, because I do have this diverse history. Um, so I could have gone in a multitude of directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sort of I floundered with that at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and like, so what, what do you think like helped you like bridge the gap or like make the jump and finally say like, it's okay if I don't treat everybody. <laughs> you did. I'm pretty me? sure you, I'm oh. pretty sure you made me do that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there are very few, very real conversations with you that made me come to that realization that um that I, although I could treat, did not need to treat everyone. Mm-hmm. And that by really having having that specific group of people that I could really communicate to, mm-hmm. um, that it would be more clear, I think, about what my passion was and who I could treat. Um, but just having having somebody to talk to, um, yeah. having an audience to talk to helped me sort of solidify my message. Yeah. Um, which was a good broad message, but um, and when you're talking to the entire world, nobody listens. But when you're talking mm-hmm. to the people who you're supposed to be talking to, your message becomes a lot clearer. Just like a little eye roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I figured it out all on my own. Um, it like it's so like I really like the way that you like phrased all of that, you know, because this is something that it can be really scary. To think like, oh, you know, like I need to like narrow down the audience that I'm talking to. Um, It can, you know, you might think that you like know better than like everybody who talks about marketing and, you know, think that you can like advertise a market to everybody. Um, And there could just be like a lot of feelings and a lot of resistance there before like you finally decide on one group. And, um, you know, like you and I have talked about and I I try to tell a lot of the, the practice owners I work with that, you know, just because you pick a niche, you pick a group of people that's literally just for all your marketing you can treat whoever you want yeah i think and i think you and i had probably multiple conversations about that before it clicked um that like yeah that exactly that like you're not defining who you treat you're defining talk and i think that's a really different distinction because um in any other setting like if i was giving a talk to a group of people about um pelvic floor health Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Does that apply to men and women of all ages? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but if I'm trying to describe pelvic floor health, I'm probably talking to women in their 40s mm-hmm. to best get the most simplistic view, most understandable view of mm-hmm. how to control your pelvic floor. Now, that's not to say I'm not going to capture a 25 year old guy, a seven year old yeah. girl, and an 85 year old grandma. Um, but I can't properly address in the best understandable term, mm-hmm. the pelvic floor, unless I'm talking to a specific on, and I think the same thing happens when you're advertising. It's not like your group is not going to be smaller, but your message just becomes clearer. Yeah, absolutely. And like, there's so much power in creating a specific message like that, that people can self identify with. And like the more that you, uh, I guess, like put put wording into your messaging that allows people to visualize themselves and say like, Oh my gosh, like she knows exactly what I'm going through. I have an arm, you know, (laughs) but I'm also a parent. I'm also, you know, I'm um, that also lets children. Yes, exactly. 
then, that's you know, me. ding, 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 like either that's me or it's somebody that I know, mm-hmm. you know, versus just saying like anybody with arms, right? you know, like I can work with, um, because there's so much stuff that you could help people with, but when it's a specific group of people, you know, right. you can treat everything and that's just fine, but people will be able to relate to you and say, you know, like, Dara is the PT for me because she knows, she understands, like she gets right. it, um, you know, versus like not really specifying like those, you know, real life things that parents go through and making it general and vague. People won't really know if you're the right fit or not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then that helps your conversion rate down the road as well, because people are just like, I want you That's when right. you start. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um. So this was like, you know, one of one of the hurdles, speed bumps was yeah. picking, you know, yeah. picking a knit. Um, are there off the top of your head? Like, are there any other like big like challenges or barriers you felt like you faced since you started? Um, I think some of like at the beginning in that first year, I think mm-hmm. you and you hit on it earlier too. Like you have a way that you see it going um, that almost like naturally and inherently goes against everything that your business coaches are telling you. And there's like <laughs> yeah. a bit, right? Like there's, I'm sure you've seen it with all of your clients. Like there's a very real, like visceral knee jerk reaction yeah. when you're like, you say something and they're like, you're the people that you've chosen in your life to know better. Um, they know how to get you there but like the step are not the steps that you thought at all and like I think sometimes you just need to make sure that the person that you're working with can understand that like maybe you're not there yet <laughs> um, but like um yeah I mean there are some very real like inherent like knee-jerk reaction hurdles when you first start a business um and there are some things that like you just don't know you should know until somebody tells you. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have like any like specific examples? So paying yourself? Yes. Oh my gosh, so beneficial. <laughs> so, yeah. And so not something you think about um, <laughs> when you're like, you know, spending money on pamphlets instead of <laughs> instead of paying yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a huge one. Just setting up like your finances um, so that if you have a slow month, you're covered. And if you have a busy month, you get the benefit of that without just spending all your money and just understanding where your finances are coming from and going to. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think um, in thinking about like setting up how I was going to pay myself, like mm-hmm. in my mind, I was coming from like a weekly paycheck. So I was going to get paid mm-hmm. weekly and that made total sense. Um, but it turns out that doesn't make sense. And I think I probably had a conversation with somebody early on where I was like, they were like, oh, well, we'll get paid monthly. And I get paid monthly. I have <laughs> things to do. Um, <laughs> like I was not ready for that part of the conversation yet, where mm-hmm. it was like just a realistic overview of, um, of how the finances work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I know that something that I've run into just with other business owners and like, I'm guilty of it as well. It's not like I'm, you know, like up here and like know all the things, but um, like I have it all mastered. <laughs> like people will either pay themselves everything that they make. So like all of their gross sales or they don't pay themselves at all for six months, 12 yeah. months, you know, and um, it's just like, well, you went into this to make money probably, you know, otherwise you'd just do it for free. Yeah. Otherwise you'd still be working <laughs> for your old company for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the sooner that you're able to get into that habit of paying yourself, I think the better. 
Um, yeah. You know, and like when the numbers are smaller, you know, like a few hundred dollars instead of several thousand, um, it lets you kind of like figure out your systems in a small way so that later on, like as you're growing and scaling, um, it's easier to like comprehend and just like feel the least that stress pose yeah. um, possible. Yeah. Um, so talking about setting up your systems, um, let's see, I had to learn um, computer. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. I learned spreadsheets. <laughs> you helped me. You helped me uh -huh. spreadsheets, which I am now very, very good at. Don't ask me to teach other people. I can't do that. I don't really know how they set up, but they work really, really well. <laughs> Um, that's another thing that I wish I had done sooner, um, systems in place. Mm -hmm. Like every time I did something, every time I had a conversation with a patient that felt like it was probably a conversation I was going to have on repeat. Mm -hmm. Um, every time I had a follow up with a patient that again, mm -hmm. felt like it was probably a conversation I was going to have with another patient in the future. Um, every, the first patient that called out sick, um, the first first patient that had COVID. Like um, all of those firsts are so useful in recording how you reacted to it or how you interacted with it um, so that you have an immediate reference going forward um, for like, how do you start your day? Every morning I open my computer, I check with the clients that I'm seeing, um, I text tomorrow's patients, I go through my mileage log, like all of the things that you're doing as you're first learning just having a running tally so that you can see what you're repeating on so that you can yeah. get those systems locked down. Um, it's so incredibly useful to have that information data bank to refer back to. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. And just like the mental load that it takes off of you. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. having to remember all those routines and procedures just in your brain, like you don't have enough space in your brain no. to remember all those things. No. And it's so helpful to just be able to like pull up. You but know, it's like, like, I think that's something that you probably tried to tell me very early on and <laughs> on repeat that like I should be doing those things. Um, and the value of that became so clear the, as I got busier. Yeah. Um, because that's something again, like I kept running into like, oh, I should have definitely written that down. <laughs> now I'm so busy that I don't have the time of my day. Mm -hmm. um to like remember what it is I did last time mm -hmm. whereas when you have like those when you have those lulls or if you can do it right out the gate so incredibly helpful to be able yeah. to refer back to yeah and it doesn't need to be fancy you know like no. it could be yeah. a notebook and a pen I probably wouldn't recommend that but I'm more of like a tech person anyways um or like a Microsoft Word document or a Google uh, Doc yeah check that out <laughs> Yeah, like it doesn't have to be anything like super. No, crazy. and I have, you know, again, like I have a spreadsheet that's got links to all of my little things and like it's just easy reference and I know where they are. And, mm -hmm. um, and you know, that's not to say that like once a month, once a quarter, I don't go through and go get rid of that. I'm not doing that anymore. Or yeah. like, you know, like that's something that was useful when it was there and I needed to remember to do that. But now it's become mm -hmm. second nature or like I thought that would be useful, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you don't have to, it's not written in stone, but it's really useful to be able to refer back to so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and also then like you, 
you're not caught by like you're not caught off guard mm-hmm. um, when you have systems in place that you can refer back to because then you're like we've done this mm-hmm. we know how to do it and also when you're writing those things down sometimes you think of a scenario that come up or you're most likely to have mm-hmm. um, and you can just prepare for it so that you have an automatic reference when it does come up yeah yeah exactly like it's so much better to um, operate from that and so much like emotionally easier to operate from a place of objectivity because of your standard operating procedures manual Mm -hmm. um you know and having those policies in place rather than like whenever some kind of situation comes up whether it's expected or not having to like react to it and figure things out like in the moment absolutely Um, absolutely yeah for sure um and the other thing that i wanted to point out too um if you ever want to hire anybody you can say, here's the way I do this. Here's how we do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and it's a lot easier to um, like have people just kind of like join in like on the run, like hit the ground running when you already have everything written down. Um, So yeah, so pro tip there for anybody here who Mm -hmm. wants to hire somebody, whether, you know, it's an administrative assistant or another therapist, just write the processes down and it'll be good. Or yeah, record right, yourself. Right from the beginning. Recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, anything else you can think of that was a surprise that was helpful? <laughs> a helpful surprise. Um, it is incredibly important to have boundaries. Oh, tell yourself. us about that, Tara. Um, so I hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think part of the like stress and anxiety about starting a business and and going out on your own is like making sure that you can make it right like Mm -hmm. so you're you're thinking and I I honestly don't know if this is like something that you can actively do in the beginning you Mm -hmm. should but I don't know that anybody can um make the time and space for yourself set up the day the way that you want it to um say no if you can Mm -hmm. um and price yourself in the right Mm -hmm. Um, because all of those things feel really, 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 really scary at the beginning. If I don't price myself at the right place, are people gonna think that I'm worth it? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not from a, are you actually a genuinely good therapist who's worth all of the services that you're offering? But that is just a, unfortunately, a healthcare mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've sort of been told over and over and over that we're only worth what the insurance companies are going to pay us, which mm-hmm. unfortunately in the last 10 years has gotten less and less and less and less and less. Yeah. Um, and we get restricted by all of the things that we get restricted by. And so there is that very real pause in looking at how much you're charging for your services, especially in a cash based environment. Um, and so give yourself the grace mm-hmm. to address it in six months. Yeah. Because like the reality is you're going to like, that's another one of those knee jerk reactions. Like you're just not going to want to hear it. Um, speaking <laughs> from experience. Um, but I think building in to the conversation with yourself that like you can have the grace to change this in six months and that's okay. Yeah. Um, really is helpful. Um, but also same with your schedule. Like if you want to give yourself six months to be like, okay, I'm going to say yes to those 8am visits and the occasional weekend visit. Um, and I'm going to work later at night than I think, or I'm going to do notes after the kids go to bed or um, do that with a 
very conscious mindset that in six months you draw a line for yourself and you, mm. once you have some established faith in your skill and ability, um, that you decide that you're going to make the business work for you and you're not going to work for the business. And so mm -hmm. then you can set those morning and evening boundaries and you can set your documentation time and you can set your administration time and you can really block it out in your schedule so that you're you're treating people when it's best for you to treat them. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but I don't think that's something that people can inherently go right into. And I don't know what your experience of that has been. Um, I, well, I think it's taken me three years to figure out a good schedule. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but no, I love that you brought that up. Um, you know, just like the concept of you're allowed to change things at any time. You know, would I recommend changing your prices every single day? Probably not, you know but you could if you wanted to. Um, and same thing with your schedule. Um, you're allowed to change it. And I feel like like just going from being a staff clinician where everything is very structured and there's a certain way to do everything and you have to be somewhere at a certain time on a regular basis to you have to create all of that structure for yourself. I feel like a lot of us haven't really had that sort of like freedom in a way, professionally, I guess. To kind it's of not even freedom, it's do. pure chaos. <laughs> not not one of us not, we thrive on like the scientific process we're not out here thriving on just like winging the schedule yeah <laughs> it's not how our brains are built yeah um yeah absolutely and yeah. i mean just learning to impose it on yourself but like a reasonable imposition yeah and I think like, it's okay to take it like one thing at a time, you know, especially when it comes to setting boundaries, you know, don't feel like it has to be like an all or nothing. Like, you know, my schedule is this, my pricing is this number of patients is this like, right. I'm, you know, all at one time. That's I think that's really hard to do when you're first getting started. So like, you could always kind of break it down and think like, what's the earliest that I want to start a point, you know? And you can well, start with that as a boundary. And if somebody asks for earlier, like, is that okay? Yeah. And at the beginning, it might be. You might be a little panicky and it might be okay. Yeah. And then you do it twice and realize either, hey, I don't mind starting my day at seven o'clock. Yeah. So maybe I'll readjust that. Or you're like, no, this is not, this does not work for me at all. Yeah. This is not good. <laughs> and then you just, you know, fill that slot with sleeping, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can fill it with all kinds of things. Um, do you hear my dog? Your home from work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kyle's home. <laughs> yeah, the, the alarm, the work yeah. alarm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that those are like really good things to bring up. Like, I love the fact that you just brought up the concept of so many like things were unexpected. Like you thought it was going to go this way. And these were the things to like pay attention to. And then, you know, I'm sure some of those happened, not all of them. Sure. And then, you know, in actuality, a lot of things that maybe your business coach said, Dara, we should prepare for this. Maybe they happened. Uh, do you think I was like, Morgan, I don't think you know what you're talking about. You don't seem to be a professional at all. And I'm certainly not hiring you for your professional opinion. <laughs> no, Just don't have any friends out in Nevada. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, like it, expect the unexpected kind of. And like yeah. you said, like, how, like, give yourself the grace that it's going to not go the way that you think and like that's okay yeah and I think like if you're like if you're trying to build something and you find that you have a visceral react something somebody's telling you you should probably revisit that tomorrow yeah um, like if you find yourself getting like infuriated by a conversation and even <laughs> like even if it's a conversation from like your mom who can get those buttons anyway yeah 
um, there is most likely some validity that you don't want to honor in that. And you should probably mm-hmm. think about it tomorrow. Um, and it's either because it's brought up something that like you had not thought about and you did not want to think about it. And it's really irritating that you like have this great plan and you miss something or you're just on overwhelm because all of it is new because you're a clinician. You are not used to doing all of the other things that go along with running a practice. And so sometimes you just have to be like, okay. I'm a little overwhelmed and that feels like a lot coming at me. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I'll revisit that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Taking like taking the time to like pause and like choose whether or not to like respond or process that right now or like putting pin in it. Like that's a skill that I feel like I had to develop too, or just like an awareness that like just because there's something in front of you doesn't mean that you have to like make a decision, respond to it, you know, do whatever you need to do right now. Yeah. Oh, you don't also, you don't have to like it. It yeah. might be right. It might mm-hmm. be 100% on point. You don't have to like it. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't like the things that work out the best. Yeah. And then and they work out and then you're okay. Then you, yeah. Or you're like, that's dumb and I hate that it worked out. <laughs> I'm just irritated. <laughs> and that's also okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So in a, in a nutshell, growing a business is I think more of like an emotional and mental toll than like I thought it was going to be, you know, like there was like just like a lot more up and down and a lot more like self growth that happened than like just treating patients on my own. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So yeah, I'd expect that, you know, for anybody who who is uh, listening and um, you're getting ready to start, expect that kind of self growth, like a slap in the face, because it's going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, I think Um, Spot on. Yes. <laughs> you are about um, to find out, out a lot about yourself. Yeah. That you may or may not want to know. And some yeah. of it's awesome and some of it needs some work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the next like big thing that I always like to um talk to you guys about um here here on the show, um <laughs> that everybody always has questions about is um marketing you know and like we kind of started that that conversation with the niche thing you know and of yeah. course that's a good place to start but um you know for anybody who's like newer to growing a practice or kind of feeling like they're struggling to like find patients what have you done to find patients like what do you feel like has worked the best oh so i know i know mom mm-hmm. so that's been really helpful uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> with my particular yeah. um, aim is that this is a group of people that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are people that I interact with on a regular basis and drop off and pick up and sucker and some lessons, key lessons in the near future. Um, and so when you're hanging out with parents, it turns out there are a lot of complaints about body aches. And <laughs> I have a very unique position to be so easily accessible for like, try this stretch. Yeah. Right. Or why don't you do this? Like, or like, come here, let me see that just real quick. We're, we're standing here for 45 minutes because they're never going to be done, whatever they're doing. <laughs> um, and so I think like participating in that sphere. Mm-hmm is really helpful and whatever capacity you can do that. So um, I have like, I have a Facebook page, I have a Facebook group, I have a Mm -hmm. website, I have a YouTube channel, which is just beyond the funniest thing. (laughs) Um, And the fact that there are views on my YouTube channel just tickles me pink. It's amazing (laughs) that there are like people out in the world who's... (laughs) 
who see me doing exercises is just my favorite. It's my favorite. Um, because I want those people to know that like, whatever you're doing, you're doing something right. If you found me, yeah, like you won. You just won it because it's just me, like in a plant. Uh-huh. Like it's like you know between two ferns, but it's like me trying to sh- show you how to do something on a. It's the best. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that like that for advertising, like I tried a Facebook ad. I don't think it got me anything. Yeah, tell um, us about that, Dara. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about Facebook. Um, I had an expert um walk through on my Facebook ad. I watched many, many tutorials by this company, Morgan, just chef's kiss with the perfection of it. Um, I beat my head against a rock to get the concept of how to do it. I did it, I monitor it. Um, I think it got me some people on my Facebook page. I think it got me some contact information, some people from my newsletter. It didn't, it wasn't for nothing. Um, I don't think it's the best way to get my demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see it being really useful in like, I mean, but again, I'm rural New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not running a big city clinic in a big <laughs> Um, so, but I tried it Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I'm not going to try it again. Um, but I think like, I think you have to sort of look at what your niche is and find out where your people are coming from Mm -hmm. and how to have those conversations. Um, and it's just like getting, getting yourself out there, being available to your community, to the people that you want to treat, letting them know that, um, you have this service um, and being beneficial and helpful in that setting. Um, So like for me, we have mom expos out here Mm -hmm. a couple of times a year. And so having a booth at a mom expo and being able to do a postural assessment um, or give information about postpartum care, or um, I think that's, that's really useful mommy Mm -hmm. and baby groups. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, these are my people. These are my people. These are where we are. This is what we're doing anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. And it like kind of comes down to like, I think, you know, and you tell me what you think. I think like the <sighs> magic sauce. I don't know. Like the, like the special little thing that is going to like turn the key in the lock to help like unlock like your successful practice is a mixture of, you know, you being part of your target demographic or knowing it extremely well. Um, having just like this internal drive and passion to help this group of people or like a particular problem. Um, and it shows up in the way that you talk about it, um, the way that you communicate with people and the way that you put content out there and just like show up. It's like everything, you know, like you live and breathe, you know, being able to help these people, um, genuinely. And like, if you mix that all together and shake it up, then, you know, it'll be the thing that will help get you where you want to go. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I think the one part of that you're missing is that you have to be set up to do that, right? Like the things that we talked about at the beginning, all those little steps mm-hmm. of getting the emotional load out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Finding your market, setting up your practice, your SOPs, like, mm-hmm. Um, getting your systems in place, making sure that you understand how your EMR works, making sure how you you understand the the law, um, <laughs> right? Because we yeah. all have different. Like I'm licensed in two states. I'm licensed in Maine and New Hampshire because we live right on the seacoast, right on the border there. Um, those states have very different laws for mm-hmm. their licensing requirements and their um their autonomy requirements and their practice acts are different. Um, And so getting all of those little pieces of knowledge, if you're looking at opening a practice on your own in six months, 
you know, three months, whatever, I think collecting that information, um, and just having some of those anxieties sort of taken off your plate before you jump in is so helpful. Because mm-hmm. then you can be strong and passionate and confident about the people that you're treating and the, the group that you're serving because mm-hmm. you're not like, did I overstep or did I yeah. understep or did I do this thing that I'm not supposed to or I did like, right? Because you're confident mm-hmm. in all of those very basic things. Yeah. I have a system. I can take your information and of course yes. I can treat you. Um, I have a way for you to pay me. Key neat um, yeah. and I have a place to put that money mm-hmm. that is organized and thought out yeah <laughs> um, you know um, I think like getting those little building blocks if you're sort of looking to open something in the the near future collecting those little building blocks and sort of fishing out those pieces of advice from people um, it's huge yeah yeah like feeling like you have a really solid foundation so that you really can go like full throttle into it if you want yeah, you know, and know that your the vehicle is not. But even if you even if you're thinking about taking one or two patients after work or on the weekends, like if you're just trying to build a slow practice, the confidence it gives you mm-hmm. in knowing that you have this thing set up. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, and I'm not saying like your first few patients are going to be just a complete show anyway. They are. You're on your own. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to just apologize like 30 times over for, oh, like, sorry, this is a new setup. But yeah. like practicing with the EMR, like uh, my EMR company, I was like, I'm going to need at least five dummy patients. And I'm <laughs> just going to like, because, you know, half of the EMRs you're building yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's stressful. Mm-hmm. But the experience of building it yourself and knowing that you can modify it if you need to is awesome because you're not doing unnecessary paperwork for no reason. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I have a mobile practice. I found an amazing table that weighs 10 pounds less than my smallest child. Wow. That's awesome. 27 pounds. Nothing but great feedback from my clients. It's soft. It's comfortable. It's easy. It's on wheels. I'm I'm in, you know, like, yeah, that's so cool. Like, and like all these like little things that you kind of like figure out to just like make your life a lot easier, mm-hmm. um, you know, and not as much like physical load on your body, especially yeah. as a mobile I have therapist. A- professional makeup artist case Ooh. I have all of my things in it has drawers I've got my therabands my hot packs my Easton like I've got all my linens in there my massage like and it is on wheels and it goes four different directions and it has I that was not how I started mm-hmm. yeah so I think I started with a tote bag big ass bag on my shoulder that was probably gonna throw my back out in under yeah. six weeks yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh pro tips with Dara <laughs> Get you some wheels. Yeah. And like four-way wheels too. Four-way wheels. That's solid. Makeup artist bag. I'm telling you. That's a really good idea. Thank you, Amazon. (laughs) Um, And as we are kind of wrapping up here tonight, um, if anybody is like on the on the fence about starting their own business, what advice do you have for them? Uh, Just do it. (laughs) Um, In our profession, if you're a therapist out in the world, you can get a job somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You can. You're employable. Mm -hmm. We're all very, very employable. Um, And if you're thinking about starting your own business, you're probably coming from one of two places. Place number one is like, I can do this better Mm -hmm. and I can be happier than what I'm doing. Um, and place number two is this place is not where my soul is happy. Yeah. Um, either you're not working a fulfilling job or you think 
you can genuinely improve your lot. Um, and neither one of those are, are good enough reasons to not do it. Um, yeah. So just do it. Just yeah. yeah. I mean, like the worst thing that'll happen, I think, is, you know, like you might be out like a thousand bucks on all the yeah. things that you spend money on and you find out you don't like it or whatever. Yeah. Or you do it for a year and it's hard and you're like, meh. This is not, this is not for me. And then you just go get a job. Yeah. And that's and okay. Then, like, you, don't, you don't have any regrets. Yeah. Or you can create a successful business and sell it. There you go them. too. That <laughs> is also an option. That is definitely an option. There, yeah. The. I the, mean, I know a lot of practitioners who have been practice owners who've done it for mm -hmm. 10 years and sold their practice and are practicing in a t totally different setting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, something that doesn't require the mental and physical load of, of running a practice, but they still enjoy being therapists. Yeah. Um, there's no like, you don't just like all of these other things. None of these decisions are forever. Um, yeah. Barely any of them are for like the next six weeks. So yeah. <laughs> if you see it, like if you see a genuine need and you feel very passionate about it, do it. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Yeah. Find somebody like Morgan, have hey. her tell you all of the things. Tell her that she's wrong a lot. <laughs> and then watch her tutorials and have her tell you again. Write down all the notes and then realize she's right. And then <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to learn by like making your own mistakes. T telling Morgan she's wrong and then yeah. eating your words. Then I say, okay, Dara. Yeah. Okay, okay, Dara. <laughs> okay, Dara. That sounds good, Dara. We'll talk next week. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But you know, like ultimately here you are, you're doing so yeah. great and I'm you're still so happy great. with what you're doing. Oh my gosh. It's awesome. It's yeah. Awesome. I like, amazing. yeah, it's fun. I'm, I can't, I can't even, I can't even that I <laughs> get to do things like laundry on a Tuesday. I, mean, I know. Does life get better than watching? Oh my gosh. I totally hear you. I went and got my lashes done this morning. I oh went out gosh. to lunch with my friends, like in the middle of the day. And I think yesterday. Lunch is usually in the middle of the day. That's where they put it. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Or like if you want to just take the morning off because you don't have anything to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, is. I get, I get to take every day that my kids have office here. Mm -hmm. I have blocked off my calendar. Oh, that's so cool. All of those. Because the reality is they're four years, maybe six years more that they're going to want me home on their days off. Mm -hmm. And I get to do that. And so this Monday I took it off, but they're going to go to their grandma's house for the day because she also wants to see them. Mm -hmm. But now mm -hmm. I have a bonus day off and I can get yeah. them early. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get to do that. I get to take days off randomly throughout the year and hang mm -hmm. out with my kids. Yeah. And nobody's going to tell me no. And I can just work my schedule around it. And to be honest, my demographic of people do not want me at their houses when their kids are home either. Yeah. They're like, that's no, Dara, hard. when you come, that's like me time. That's self-care yeah. time. Mm -hmm. This is for me. I don't need humans climbing, climbing all over my body. <laughs> that's what got me here in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool. I'm just awesome. like, I'm so happy for you that Aww. things have worked out the way that they have. Um, oh, I did have a far superior episode. <laughs> And you just like you also you worked really hard, you know, and like you kept up with it too, like, yeah. despite despite all the highs and lows, um, all okay. the checklists and spreadsheets. Yeah, all the computer work that needed like, to happen. So much learning. Yeah, so much computer learning. Yeah, but it's okay. You're it's fine. okay. I'm I'm on it. Oh, my look God. at here I am. I'm just here, just talking to you on this podcast. I set up my computer all by myself. Yeah. I have a headphone in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are definitely in the 21st century. <laughs> I made it. 
I made it. <laughs> um, if anybody wants to find out more about you, Dara, where can yeah. people find you online? Um, SeacoastMobilePT.com or Seacoast Mobile PT on Facebook, some sort of collection of numbers and letters on YouTube. But I think <laughs> if you search Seacoast Mobile Physical Therapy, uh -huh. it's up there. Um, or just me, you can just search me on Facebook. And cool. There you go. I'm around Instagram. I think I'm on Instagram. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just Google Dara. And she'll Google. Probably yeah, Dara Storch. Seacoast Mobile Physical Therapy. Yeah. Something will oh show up. <laughs> I'm happy to answer questions. Any questions yeah. you got. Um, cool. Yeah. And like that's that's the thing is I feel like once once you get into this and like realize all the things that can come from it, like so many practice owners are like more than happy to help you figure out what what the plan is, you know. Yes, so. absolutely. Just the the um other practitioners from all walks of life, um, mm -hmm. psychologists, occupational therapists, speech language pathologists, um, private practice owners are just incredibly supportive. Mm -hmm. um, and they're always looking for network people because their clients need what they're giving, but sometimes they need another specialty. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't have necessarily the people to reach out to because all they have are their in clinic contacts. Mm -hmm. um, but oh my gosh, the we in New Hampshire, we have a group of private practice owners, and they're just like an incredible group of people who are more mm -hmm. than happy and willing to give you their time and their advice and their recommendations. And that's yeah. really fantastic. It makes yeah. so many new friends, which is cool. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of the show tonight. Thank you so much for being here, Dara, and sharing Thank all you your stories. <laughs> Um, and everybody who was listening live, you know, thanks for coming. Um, if you're catching it on the replay, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments down below, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, you can email me at um, morgan at thewellphysio.com. Um, and happy to help and Dara's happy to help. So let's just start your practice or keep making your practice better and do all the good things. Um, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next or would you like to be featured on this series have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet please email me at morgan at the